In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear brethren and dear friends, it's a beautiful Sunday. All these um, Sundays at the end of the liturgical year, they um, all, every Sunday, we sing the same introit, the same gradual, Alleluia, the offertory antiphon and communion antiphon. It's a kind of um, resume. These um, last Sundays would be a summary of uh, what God has uh, given to us throughout the year. It's a summary of how he has invited us throughout the year to meditate on uh, all the mysteries, the incarnation, the, the his passion, his death, and uh, his resurrection. We are especially invited to participate in these mysteries, and the words of the introit today are a personal, in, in, a personal invitation to participate in these mysteries. We can participate in these mysteries if we pray, if we have a spiritual life, if we take care of our soul. Prayer. Prayer is important. Prayer is essential to our Christian life, our Catholic life, our supernatural life. I must tell you, when I was a seminarian, that's a very, very long time ago, when I was a, during my first year at the seminary in Cricigliano, we had um, the privilege to receive several times lots of visits from uh, eminences, from cardinals who were coming from the Vatican, and uh, we are so happy to see many young vocations being trained for the priesthood. And um, among them, uh, there was uh, Cardinal Stickler. Cardinal Stickler was um, from Austria. I think he had arrived in, uh, in Rome for his studies in 1936. And uh, finally, he spent all his life uh, in Rome uh, working at the Vatican. And um, he um, eventually even uh, ordained some of our priests of our community in Italy it, at our seminary in Cricigliano in Florence, next to Florence. And uh, if he was, uh, physically speaking, only physically speaking, a um, little man, not very high, not very tall, but a man of great heart, uh, entirely dedicated to the spirit uh, of his vocation, on, entirely dedicated to his vocation as prince of the church. Cardinal Stickler told us uh, these few words that I will never forget. He told us, uh, if you pray, you will be saved. If you do not pray, you will not be saved. This could be just the beginning and the end of this sermon today. We have to pray. We have to be united to God. We have to remember how important it is to be united to heaven, united with all the communion sanctorum, all the communion of the saints, with the heavenly court. We have to remember every day how we walk, we struggle here on earth, but we must keep our eyes, our minds in heaven. Conversatio nostra in celis est. Our discussion, our relation, our vocation is in heaven. And if you remember the words of Saint Bonaventure, he described the prayer as this cor ad cor loquitur. Prayer is God's heart speaking to our personal heart. And in return, our heart, our poor, our little heart 
speaking to God. This is what prayer is. So there is a very modern conception of prayer, and there is a very dangerous conception of prayer, is that we only pray if we need, if we struggle, if there is nothing else to do, if this is the last spare will, let us say, then we think, oh, maybe I have to pray, I have to ask God to help me. And then the second aspect will be if uh, everything goes very really wrong, uh, if we need God, or if uh, it's the last solution, then we pray again. This is actually very dangerous, dear brethren. And uh, we have to remember what prayer is, uh, what uh, the true, what the real prayer is. You see, when we pray, we could think about these four words, uh, adoration, thanksgiving, contrition, and petition. And if you remember the Old Testament, when the priest in the Old Testament that, who were prefigurating our Lord, the real priesthood, the highest priesthood of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross and on the altar, they were offering some sacrifices. Sacrifices were offered for four ends in properly, in adoration to praise God, in thanksgiving, showing God's gratitude, in contrition, that means to ask God for his pardon, for his forgiveness, and in petition, in order to ask God things that we need. So this must be, dear brethren, the four ends of our prayers as well. Our personal prayer, and with the current times being for all of us, all of you, most of you at home, especially here in Ireland where there is a current lockdown like in many countries all over Europe, you can only be united to a mass. United but really united. You can not only send your guardian angel here to Limerick, to the Sacred Heart Church, but you can really be united if you take some time to, and do your best to be focused on the mystery of the cross. You can be united with each Mass which is celebrated throughout the world. You can be united especially with one Mass being offered, being celebrated. So we must keep in mind how Mass, how the Holy Mass is the most perfect fulfillment of these four ends. Mass is indeed the highest and supreme form of, of prayer. This is why we can, we, if we ever meet some people who tell us, I do believe in God, I do pray, I am a good man, but I don't need the church and I don't go to Mass. This is, just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's, there's no justice in this world. There is no relation with, with God. There is no virtue of religion. Let us remember St. Padre Pio, the great saint of our modern times, who told us it would be easier for the world to survive without the sun than to do without Holy Mass. Holy Mass, dear brethren, Sunday Mass is the sun of our day. It's sunny now, and you can see the little ray coming on the altar. And um, Sunday is really this um, spiritual sunny day of the week. This is what we have to think when we are united to, uh, to a Mass being celebra celebrated. Um, let us always be very prudent. We must have our 
very clear ideas of uh, the Mass. The holy sacrifice of the Mass is not uh, a community meal, it's not uh, all gathering uh, together to strengthen our unity. It's not something about me, it's not something about you, but it's all about God. Holy Mass is offered for God. And this is why Mass is essentially to our spiritual life. This is why the sacrifice of Christ on Calvary that transcends time and space is made present for us on an unbloody manner on the altar. This is indeed the perfect sacrifice, as I said, that was prefigurated in the Old Testament and realized in our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord himself acts during Mass. He acts through the priest in persona Christi. This is how we perform all the liturgical rites, all our actions, all the words we pronounce during Mass. We do that in persona Christi, in the person of Christ. Christ himself acts in us through the priest. He, during Mass, it's our Lord himself, Jesus, who adores the Father. It's himself who atones for our sins. It's himself who offers thanks and praise. Our Lord, again, that's himself who intercedes for our needs. This is why it's always something terrible, something terrible, something sad, something difficult, something totally unjust for Catholics, where we are not allowed, where you are not allowed to attend Mass, public Mass. You see, first of all, it's certainly the Blessed Trinity who is deprived from the prayer, from the public prayer of the Church. And it's then, secondarily, all your souls who are, in a certain sense, also, also deprived from all the graces that flows immediately from the altar, even though God works in mysterious ways. And you do receive all the graces, but it's not the same thing. We can never say the same thing, it's that it's the same thing if we attend the Mass in a church with all the atmosphere, all the rites, all the liturgy, all the music, and at home watching our screen. We do need to receive the sac sacramentally the Blessed Sacrament and the Holy Eucharist, the body, the blood, the soul and the divinity. We do need to be transformed by the beauty of holiness. We do need this sacred liturgy and to be touched by our Lord, as we heard in the Gospel, to be so physically, sacramentally touched by our Lord Jesus Christ at least once a week, at least every Sunday. So, dear brethren, St. Paul told us during the epistle today that um, there are some enemies of the cross of Christ. Um, the enemies were certainly sometimes uh, they have to be hidden, they have to be discreet, but our modern times and the current crisis make things much easier for them. Do you know what we have to think about? The words of our Lord Jesus Christ are always the way of victory, always comforting, always encouraging. And we know that the storm will pass. 
that the church will stay forever and nothing will change. Our faith and our prayer life is not in trouble. We always pray in confidence during these upcoming weeks. Let us be all united in prayer, all united in prayer to God, to the Most Holy Trinity, through each, through the masses that are celebrated throughout the world. We must be united and think especially during this month of November about the four last things. This could be an important prayer intention. Time for meditation, the four last things. To pray especially during November about death, about judgment, about hell and about heaven. Let us, dear brethren, renew our confidence, our love for our Lord Jesus Christ, for his church divinely instituted, our confidence which is rooted in the words that we can find in the Gospel of St. Matthew on chapter 28. Behold, I am with you all days, even to the consummation of the world. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.